Alright everyone, how you doing? This is episode 30 of Oh God It Hurts. Oh, it hurts! It hurts! Wow. Did I just hear stereo? Yes, I did. Because guess who's with us today? Our good friend Optimus. We're a throuple. <laughs> and of course the six month samurai is here. As usual. Thrupplemania. Yeah. <laughs> and it's me, it's me, it's Game Agent E.T. And to quote cats from Zero Wing, how are you, gentlemen? <laughs> Someone sent us up the bomb. We get signal. <laughs> Main screen turn on. It's you. <laughs> Sorry. That's James. very appropriate, given uh, the era that we're going to dive into later on. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but yes, we'll get it. We'll get into that very soon. But first, uh, Optimus, what's going on, man? How are you? Oh, not much, guys. I'm super excited to be here. Thanks for having me on the show again. I'm always glad to lend my uh, thoughts and emotions to the oh, excellent Oh God, It Hurts production. We always appreciate you coming, man. We We got a topic today that we know that you're pretty good expert on, so we thank you for joining us on short notice. And uh, of course, uh, my good buddy and co-host, Six Button Samurai. What's new with you, Mang? Oh, you know, a little of this, a little of that. Um, you know, uh, I'm. I, I feel like I'm beginning to get a better rhythm between like my newish job and like you know a little bit of time for some. Healthy walks out in the desert and a little bit of gaming, um, you know, hitting a bit more of a stride these days. So uh, it's good. Good, good. I mean, uh, the new job, how long has it been since you've been doing this? Uh, as of job? yesterday, it was two months. Two months. Yeah. yeah. So you always have to kind of get into that groove before you know, okay, I got I got a little bit of time so I can I probably play a video game right here or... Like you said, yeah, I'm just, I'm just determining, like, I don't know, like I'm, I'm getting better at like locking into the thing that, and that, that sort of shapes a little bit of like, you know, we always talk about what we're playing now, but today it's got a slightly different bend to it because it's what were you playing? What are you playing? What will you play? And so I'm trying to lock into that as a means of like, okay, I actually want to beat X next. And so when I beat Hi-Fi Rush, like weekend before last, I was like, oh, this actually feels really good to finish a damn game. So that's uh, that's kind of what I'm on right now. What about you, Hop? Man, um, so the RE4 remake comes out in a couple weeks. Are you playing and- the demo? No, I'm not touching the demo. Oh, really? Uh, You're resisting it. I'm already all in. I'm already all in. I don't need this. That's like going to the strip club. (laughs) I've already paid for the escort. It's coming to my house in two weeks. (laughs) Um, So, but I remembered I needed to finish. I never played through the RE2 remake on Claire's playthrough. I did Leon's playthrough. So I'm playing through Claire's playthrough. And I think, I think I just got to the end today. Okay. Um, I've also been rocking dead cells, specifically the new Castlevania expansion, which is awesome. Um, yeah, hard as fuck. God damn it! But it's good. Like the music, like uh, it just makes me crazy that Konami just sits on Castlevania and doesn't do shit. Because these guys did an amazing job. They should just hire the guys that made Dead Cells to make a new Castlevania. I think oh, it would be great. That is um, joyful and aggravating all at the same time. Yeah, I can imagine. Pretty much. <laughs> um, and then um, you know, I'm still having lots of fun playing Warzone Two, Modern Warfare Two. Um, I beats uh andro dunos 2 on the sort of assisted difficulty i'm gonna try it on normal but fuck that game is hard wait wait a minute this is a recent game right they yeah it's a shmup it came out it's a sequel to a fairly obscure neo geo title yeah 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 yeah. but it came out on on basically everything switch uh steam playstation xbox uh it's a shmup it's a side-scrolling shmup. It's kind of like a mix between Thunder Force and R-Type. It has cool music, cool stages. Um, it gets fairly hard after about stage four, which is pretty typical of a good 
shmup. Um, and you really got to pay attention to the patterns and your weapons and your upgrades. But it's an excellent game. Um, what else have I been playing? been kind of fiddling around on Borderlands 2 with certain characters that I never finished the story with just to see what their powers did. And uh, I think that's about it. I've been kind of like waffling around with some games. I've kind of been a game limbo. Oh, and Diablo 3 um, because Diablo 4 is coming out soon. And then I did install Guilty Gear Strive hit uh, Game Pass and I installed that and played some of that last night with the fighting game crew. And I like it, but for some reason, I don't love it as much as I loved like XX Reload. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Have you guys played Strive? Has anybody played Strive? I haven't yet. I played a little at the arcade, and I mean, uh, I like I like how it looks. Fucking amazing, right? Like you're like, holy shit! I am in an anime. Like the 3D camera pans, fucking insane. Yeah, yeah, definitely impressive. Something stilted with it that I'm not quite sure. Like, and the online system sucks. Okay. Yeah, I heard the lobby. uh, The lobby art is terrible. Or there's not, no, not as fun. There's no King of the Hill style lobbies, which is my favorite way to play, which is like, you know, when we used to go to the arcade, if there was one machine, let's say there was a Guilty Gear Strive machine, right? We would all throw our quarters up and it would be like, let's say you and I were playing Eddie. Whoever loses gives up their spot to the next player, which would be six button. And then if they lost, then let's say Mark was there, Mark would be next. And then let's say Hyena was there, he would be next. And let's say, you know what I mean? Um, it doesn't have that. It has like, a, you can make a private lobby. But then it's not a round robin or king of the hill style. It's like everybody, like players can just gravitate and play another player. And you could have a third player spectate or you could have that third player play a fourth player. It's a really convoluted, weird system. I don't like it. I actually think it's terrible, but. Yeah, I I think uh, nowadays, if you want to have a good fighting game, especially when it's a console game. You got to have a good lobby system or else. Yeah, KOF 15 is killing it on that front. And that's why I don't understand why some of these, I mean, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with some of these companies? And and I guess Arc Systems, all their games have this same shitty lobby. The Dragon Ball Z fighting game they did had the same shitty lobby and I hated it. So that game lasted about 15 minutes on my Xbox before I was like, fuck this. (laughs) Installed it. (laughs) Well, here's the hope in that Street Fighter 6 won't have that problem. I mean, so far it they, seems like everyone I, I likes hope it. not because all their other games have a pretty decent King of the Hill style lobby. So yeah, and yeah, I, I think if anything, they they did a, a few things to pioneer stuff uh, in the lobby system. If I if I remember correctly, so yeah. I'll still anybody wants to play, I'm totally down to play Ultra Super Street Fighter Four. Yeah. Has a great lobby system, great characters, works perfectly. It's on sale currently on uh, Xbox. If anybody's on there, nice. Yeah, definitely. I I don't know. I mean, sometimes it drives me a little bit up the wall how like uh, ostensibly there's a there's a shit ton of fighting games, right? And there's a shit ton mm-hmm. of fighting games that have had online components, mm-hmm. and it works really well. Yeah, and, and then, I just and I then don't these understand. games come out and have shitty lobbies. Like, why right. is this a thing? Right. Well, it's. Uh, I mean, that's just like the button setting thing. Yes. Like, wasn't this, this was set in stone in 1992, (laughs) and it worked perfectly on the Super NES, and yet for some reason, it's something that people just like, well, how should we do it? It's like, no, there's a way of doing this, and it completely works, and it's fucking intuitive, and you should just do it that way. Like, save your innovation for some other element of this game. Yeah, man. Don't be like Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry. Yeah. I love Nintendo. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. They're, they're you don't still have to innovate so every they have to day. learn about online gaming. Yeah. But I digress. Um, but uh, for me, uh, I was playing Donut Dodo and I beat the easy medium level. And hey, that that's a great game. I, I highly recommend Optimus. Definitely. You should try this game because it's if you like uh, any arcade game like Donkey Kong, Popeye, whatever. Dude, this game has the total vibes for it, man. I think you'd enjoy it. I think it's on cool. Steam and I don't know if it's on PS or not, but or or Xbox. It, it might be. I don't think yeah. it's appeared on the other consoles yet, but it hasn't. I, I have access to a Switch, so if it's something really cool, and if the kids like it, I'll grab it. It's cheap, is. too. It's 
yeah, like I think five bucks or something like that. So yeah, definitely five worth a try. Bucks. Five bucks. So I've been playing that. Uh, I will play. Uh, like I said, I've been trying to finish up these uh, old RPGs that I haven't been, you know, playing for a while because just uh, RPGs. You, you know how the grind is. And uh, I'm in a difficult type of situation right now with work, so I kind of put it on the back burner. But yeah, I'm talking about Fantasy Star. It's all it, it's. I'm halfway done, so I really need to finish it. I know I I want to finish it, but yeah, it'll bring Hopefully. you some joy. And that one tells a Is good the story. First one? Yeah, yeah. The first the, one? Jesus Christ, Ed. Uh, I'm playing on Switch, <laughs> but dude, I mean, I love the game. It's just that it, it gets a little grindy, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I can. I can. Well, I'm think you're actually playing the far less grindy version of it. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I, and it has auto mapping, so I shouldn't really complain. If <laughs> yeah, I, I play, the, play that OG with the power graphing paper. Yeah. Graphing paper, man. Yeah. I know, so I'm lucky. I shouldn't be complaining. But I, I do love the game, though. I just need to, to barrel down on it. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to do it at the end of this month when... Uh, work really slows down it's near the end of the school year for my job right. so yeah hopefully i'll have a little bit of free time but i enjoyed right the now, ages version of that game so much yeah anyone uh, I, jesus is probably on sale right now so you could probably get it for it was on sale a couple weeks ago. i almost grabbed it even though i've beaten it twice and i was like eh, no well they did <laughs> they did have the fm music as well they that's true the, yeah i so know but i just i just know that i would probably never have that I, there's so many other games that i want to yeah. beat that i haven't beaten and i've yeah. beaten fantasy star one twice that i'm like ah, i'm all right yeah. yeah yeah so uh it's it'll always be there well until right. nintendo closes the e-shop like they're doing with 3ds this one mm -hmm. sucks but, gotta get it while you can yeah well don't forget, if you have a 3DS or Wii U, got to buy those games before they're gone. Uh, probably at the end of this month. But yeah, what I'm playing right now definitely is Metroid Prime uh, Remastered. Uh, I think, uh, James, are you playing that as well? I'm also playing it right now. And I finally got to a place that is further than any other point that I've been in the game. Um, nice. I never actually got the... Uh, the ice beam before. Oh yeah. So I killed Thardius, got the ice beam. There's definitely a lot of new stuff that's opened up. I was also very happy to finally get the spider ball. Um, I, I don't want to say too much now because we're going to have a much more sort of convoluted discussion about like Metroid prime and sort of when it arrived and what it heralded. But like, uh, like this was already like a very sad tale for me, like because of the way I already talked about how my stupid memory card file got deleted before. Um, but um, I'm thrilled to be playing this again. And I think it's just an absolute classic. It was so ahead of its time and it was so miraculous for being able to do what it did on that hardware in terms of capturing so many of the things that make Metroid Metroid. So I'm just, I'm pleased as hell to be able to play it. Well, for me being a first timer, I, yeah. I really appreciate this game because wait, you never played it on the GameCube, Ed? I will explain later. But. <laughs> <laughs> this plays exactly into what we're going to talk about. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he was guards. Just, he was like, we fear change. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I will say as of right now, I, I see exactly why a lot of people love this game. I really That's wish I tried it. Game. Yeah. game. It might be my favorite Nintendo first party game in the past like 20 years. And, and I believe it because when I was playing it, I was like, wow, this is actually like how I would imagine playing Metroid if it was in 3D. Because I've been playing games like Super Metroid, Zero Mission, Metroid Fusion, and I was used to that type of gameplay. And then when I played this game, I was like, wow, this is actually, it's like 
you're discovering the game again because it's like now you got to worry about a Z axis and you got to time your jumps and calculate your jumps so that you're not only able to jump on the platform correctly, like, uh, it, but also like being able to judge like where things are like items and things like that. I'll see an item. And I'm like, I, I wonder if I can get that. <laughs> and usually in a 2d Metroid that that's cut and dry. You're like, Oh, I can't get that. There's a wall between it or something like that. But in this game, you're like, Oh, is that something I can get? And then you try jumping towards it and you find out, Oh, I guess not. Uh, I guess I'll be it's back. so good about dangling those carrots yeah. out in the middle of the levels. You know what I mean? It's like, you see that? You see that little missile icon bobbing? Did you get it yet? Do you have the right thing for it? Like, yeah. it's it's so good about doing those things and just pulling you deeper into that. Um, yeah. I also think there's not very many games that balance, like, power and threats nearly as well because, like you can wind up in situations in that game where just you'll get overwhelmed. And there's a particular part in the game that I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil for you, but um, there's just moments in that game where it's like, if you are locked down and you understand where you are, where the enemies are, what the objective is in that particular room or where you're trying to get to, but it's like, you get distracted by something, something pops up that you didn't expect, or you try and scan something when there's like a baddie that's too close to you. Like that game is real good about punishing you <laughs> for not being completely aware of your environment. Yeah. I, I kind of noticed that, especially with like, you know, the, the pits, the acid mm -hmm. pits, stuff like that. Yeah. And the little bug things that I, encountered in the very beginning mm -hmm. like how they swarm you stuff like that i, I kind of ran yeah, that's yeah. It. well you so get to good. a point where it's just like if you go in a room and you see the nests you just nuke the nets the nest with missiles first yeah and then you don't even get swarmed so it just it encourages that kind of thinking when you walk into a brand new room it's like okay oh yeah this is gonna happen this thing is gonna pop up I need to shoot this grass so it doesn't slow me down or the vines are going to come out of what, like, it's just, uh, Oh, and, and, uh, one, one last thing. Uh, yeah, th this game, I don't know if I have a problem, a specific problem, uh, personally, but I'm the type of person that likes to look and, and do everything. So like the scan visor is like a blessing and a curse because here I am scanning oh, yeah. every single thing. Yeah. If you're a, if you're a completionist, it's going to, probably driving yeah. crazy yeah but i love it because you learn about yeah. the game but at the same time you're like oh i wonder if i could scan that i i wonder if i could scan that and i feel like i go half and half like there's part like if i enter into a brand new game area like i'm really psyched about getting little bits of the story but then like upon like reach you know retreading the same area like th three times like i'm just i start ignoring them or i start only looking for like the the red scan tags that indicate that it's like something critical to movement or advancing yeah. further. So, yeah, but <sighs> so much. It's so deep. Yeah. Uh, so much to find. And I'm excited. I'm learning a lot about the, the story of the game because of the scanning. And I, I just totally into it, man. Just it's beautiful. It's a beautiful game. We'll get back to it. Definitely. Uh, we'll yeah. talk about uh, <clears throat> that time period for sure. But, so what are you both excited about playing next? Uh, that's a good question. Optimus, what are you excited for next? Resident Evil 4 Remake. Yeah. Fucking been dying for that. Ever since they came out with the 2 and 3 Remake, I've always wanted them to remake 4, because although 4 was really amazing when it came out in 2005, 2006, the controls are super outdated by now. Uh, so I'm super excited to play it now with the, if, especially if it's going to have like the controls like two and three remake did or like seven and eight did. Um, Slightly Resident Evil has been on fucking fire and I've always liked that series. It's been hard to try and go back and play. Like I tried to play the Resident Evil one, like remake that they did for the GameCube and then they re-released it again on, on Xbox one and PlayStation four, which I own. I 
can't play it with those tank controls, man. It's just too too not intuitive. Yeah, but with the <laughs> RE2, yeah, the RE2 and RE3 remake, especially on PS5 or Series X, you get you get smooth controls. You get a number of graphics options. You can run a ray trace option, which is 4K up to 60, but it usually hovers around 40 frames. You can get a 4K 60 locked, or my preferred mode is the 1440 high frame rate mode, which runs at 100 to 120 frames a second. It doesn't sound like a big deal, but once you get used to those kind of frame rates, God, it makes the gameplay so smooth, and I feel like I can run and shoot zombies better and just navigate the mass better, even though I'm losing some resolution. You know, I haven't really like ray tracing on certain games is really like, Oh yeah, it's really cool. Then other games I'm like, yeah, I don't really care. Like if the art direction's good enough, I don't really, I don't really notice the ray tracing. And in, it, in the case of resident evil, like it wasn't a big game changer. It did make village look slightly better, yeah, but it wasn't a game changer. Hmm. Um, well, it's so. funny. Cause you've been saying that for a while now. You're just like, man, when you start playing games on a regular basis at 120, like, it's very hard to go back because you just get used to that kind of response time and how yeah, good it feels the visually. Input, right. right. Um, and the thing is, like, I hadn't had that sort of really impressive, like, oh, God, like, this really does feel fantastic like, until I played Hi-Fi Rush. Oh, right. And that oh, game, yeah, yeah, yeah. having the Bayonetta-style combat, but even more so because of the rhythmic aspect to the gameplay. I got to say, I, I think I understand far more now. I'm not, I'm not I a fully sold acolyte of the church of 120, but I definitely, <laughs> I'm planning to go to another service at least. So Dude, um, I, I got to say, uh, you know, Charlie from brevity box. Yeah. Um, well, we were talking on Discord. He heard that I haven't played the game yet, and I was wanting to see how it looked like. And he was nice enough. He was like, "Yeah, I'll play it on Twitch. Uh, c- come watch it real quick." And dude, this game is perfect, man. I really want to get this game. It's so good. Which game? Uh, Hi-Fi, Hi-Fi Rush. Rush. Yeah. yeah. It's it's really. I just. I don't know, man. Like it feels kind of like a very strange throwback to a cer- certain breed of action or console game that they very don't Dreamcast era really make anymore. Yeah. I mean, it just, it feels good. It's really, really fun. The differentiation between the different gameplay types, like that's, a, that actually is a game that I will play once I get through with Metroid prime and whatever I'm going to play before that or after that, I definitely want to spend some more time with Hi-Fi Rush, especially now that I can just access the levels freely and look for some of the crap I didn't get. I love the character, the music, the stages, the boss fights. I do feel like the stages have a little bit of bloat. Like there's some parts that I'm like, okay, this is this is literally just here to make me just to make the stage longer. Like certain jumping, but yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's not completely offensive, but I was like, uh, this is kind of meandering a little bit, guys. Come on. See, I was debating in my head with that because I wasn't sure whether or not it was just a bloat problem or if it's too much that thing where like the enemies always drop in this sort of very staged manner in particular places. And I think it would be great if in a prospective sequel, they would just do something so that the enemy placement was like a little more organic throughout the game rather than coming in these scripted moments where like you just get bum rushed by a bunch of robots. I think that would help alleviate that somewhat. You know what I mean? So it feels a little more like a populated world rather than like a series of arena moments sort of joined together by hallways. I think that that's probably the only knock that I would have. Right. That's that's why I said that's my only knock on the game at all. Other than that, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely want to play it. And geez, I'm tempted to get an Xbox now just to play it. But yeah, uh, definitely I would. I would play it if I had an Xbox and yeah, that would be my future game if I could get it. But yeah. Um but, by the way, uh why don't we uh take a short break real quick to 
so that everyone can hear from a fellow podcaster on the Ruminations Radio Network. Uh, they have a little message for you, and we'll be right back. Hey, this is Charlie, Triple C, from Brevity Box, a new and interesting podcast from the Ruminations Radio Network. If you're a fan of podcasts, we have a lot of great content to offer. Come check out our diverse group of podcasts and hosts at ruminationsradionetwork.com. All right, we're back. Woo. So, uh, uh, why don't we uh, go back to a time where it's around 2001 to 2005? <laughs> I think uh, this is when uh, Metroid Prime came out. Is that right? And, yeah. uh, well, I don't know about you guys, but when I saw Metroid Prime for the first time in commercials and whatnot and people talking about it, I was kind of scared, to be honest, because I don't know if other people felt this way, but I felt threatened because, I mean, I played... Are you threatening me? <laughs> are, you, are you threatening me? <laughs> but, I mean, having played Metroid, Super Metroid, Zero Mission, and Metroid Fusion... And then seeing Metroid suddenly become a 3D game and me not not playing 3D games all that much, especially a, a first-person shooter type, which this game kind of looked like a first-person shooter, I just was appalled by it. And I even, you know, like, I remember trying it a little bit. I don't remember exactly how I tried it, but I do remember playing a little bit of it. And I was like, oh, God, I can't can't even control it. Get it away from me. And I, I cried my eyes out at the time. And uh, yeah. Really? I, I, I did. Do you actually cry? I do. Tears <laughs> come out <laughs> once in a while when I feel sadness, extreme sadness. Uh, at the time, yeah, maybe I was a, overreacting a little bit. But yeah, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I felt like the sanctity of 2D gaming was being threatened by games well, like this. I like, think it's important to sort of talk about like a variety of the other circumstances that were happening at the time. Yeah. And this is basically the era of the PS2, the Xbox, and the GameCube. But even more importantly, in the background, I think for us, like arcades were really dying off at that point. And even more so, the three of us all being huge fighting fans. Capcom was very much on the way towards stopping production of fighting games. And if you played Capcom Fighting Evolution, it's kind of hard to argue that wasn't maybe the best choice at that specific yeah. moment. But yeah. SNK had also died off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever you want to say about the form they took with Autoze or Eolith and those last few, like, mainline KOF games that were still just sort of servicing the bazillion MVS cabinets that were still sort of making money. Um, it was a really, really dark time for people that grew up with 2D games, still loved 2D games, and wanted to see them continue to prosper somehow. Because even though we'd gotten something brilliant on the PlayStation, like, Symphony of the Night, we then got Castlevania 64, or and we're just like, <laughs> oh, like Fucking what is trash. this? Is this the is this the direction that things were going? And so, you know, like, and I, I do recall specifically with Metroid Prime, like there were good reviews of it out there, but like on a lot of message boards and some of the places that I would haunt, there were a lot of Metroid fans that were in a similar boat to you, Ed, where, you know, they played the NES original, they played super Metroid and they were just like, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, I, I don't know. I was in a strange place. I, I owned a GameCube. I was a huge fan of the platform. So I bought Metroid Prime right when it dropped, and I was impressed by it with my, you know, initial 0.20% playthrough of it, you know, before the memory card 
tragedy. So, like, I liked the game, but I think it's interesting now to think of it as, like, this sort of bedrock Nintendo classic. And I think that sort of judgment of it, like, came about later on. Like, what was what was your journey with that title, Optimus? Dude, so, okay, so huge fan of the OG Metroid. I beat it thanks to the Nintendo Player's Guide. And then Super Metroid uh, blew me away. Prime, I was skeptical. But I loved, fucking loved the GameCube, man. Yeah. Fucking loved that machine. And I remember getting Prime 1, getting it home, turning it on, being a huge Metroid fan. And the first 20, 30 minutes, I was like, okay, okay, getting kind of used to it. And the first time I got to, like, the ice area, that was it, dude. Just fucking full-on hard-on. The game (laughs) had me hook, line, and sinker. The atmosphere, the music, I had finally kind of become one with the control scheme, which worked. It, It played like a 3D platformer. Right. Disguised as a first-person shooter mm-hmm. slash adventure game, it yeah. all worked. The combat worked. It was just, it was addicting, and I, dude, I I literally beat that game in two or three days. I freaking just mainlined the shit out of it. Didn't look at any guides. I just you just locked uh, in, dude. I just got sucked in big time. I don't even think I turned on another video game in those two to three days. It was all Metroid Prime. Yeah, that's what and I'm doing I right went, now, man. And then I went through it a second time and tried to find everything like Eddie's going to do. And yeah. in my van, it's all <laughs> Metroid Prime. Right? All Metroid Prime all the time. Yeah, <laughs> so... Uh, like you know, after that first half hour, I was like, "They these guys, they fucking did it. They they took something that I didn't think that could be done properly in 3D. Definitely, I don't think it could have been done on the cube or um, not the cube, but the N64. I can see no. why they skipped. Yeah, yeah. The N64 passable for Mario because it's more cartoony. It kind of worked for Zelda, yeah. even though that was borderline. Mm, I wish you had better hardware for this. Oh, definitely, God, that's a whole no, that's a whole nother rant right. for me. Uh, <laughs> I definitely yeah. feel like Metroid on the N64 and 3D would have been a complete fail. They yeah. needed the fidelity of the GameCube, and they needed a studio that had the chops to push that little machine to its limits, and they did. I mean, honestly, out of all the GameCube games, I still think the Metroid Prime 1 and 2 were some of the best looking GameCube games ever made, especially the first one, just the the art direction, the music, the sound, and then seeing that the Switch remaster is one of the best looking Switch games is not surprising to me because, again, the core art design was so strong. Yeah. 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 Yep. So, yeah, I mean, like I I was was with you guys, I was a little skeptical, but after I played it, I was like, holy shit, they did it. Yeah. Wow. But so, they were the only ones that did it for a long time because some other games that came, there were some other Castlevanias that came later, even after the horrible 64 ones on PlayStation 2, and they still didn't feel right. So, yeah. Yeah. You know. and, and, and we have to keep in mind that this was like just a generation removed from N64 and PS1. So, like, if you play yeah, those games, cube, yeah. Right. The cube and the, that, the jump between the N64 and the GameCube was huge. It's definitely gigantic. And honestly, I love Nintendo, but they haven't taken a jump that big since then. No. Everything else has been really, I mean, the Switch is not that much more powerful than a GameCube, honestly. It's not graphically that that much different and i know that's not the point because they make their games for a certain market and a certain audience and they're still awesome there's still tons of fun but like i would love to see nintendo behind hardware like as powerful as the series x i would probably freak the fuck out yeah well by the way switch turned six recently <laughs> yeah <laughs> What do you want on your beefy switch? I will, I've been meaning to ask you this for a long time, and now that you're here, please tell us what you want on this beefy switch. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this observation myself because I think sometimes, particularly when we talk about switch or like modern releases, sometimes Eddie and I can be a little too much on the same page. So yeah. that's why I'm really appreciating that you come at this from a very different stripe as as an Xbox man. Yeah, I come mean, at us, bro. Come at us. I know that, you know, they're they're more conservative with their hardware. Yeah. But I'd love to see something that could push like 1440 to 4K at 60 frames. 
Um, it's still, I think the form factor is really what's keeping them in the market. So, and it, it needs to be backwards compatible. So if they can take the existing built-in NVIDIA Tegra chipset and get an upgraded version that can give them that 4K60 or a 1440-60, depending on the game, kind yeah. of fidelity still have it be able to be portable still have it to have decent battery life i think that would be a huge win for them um that would at least put them in kind of current gen standings i don't expect nintendo to come up with anything close to what the current ps5 and xbox series x are doing i don't either that's not their style right nope but I'd like to get them caught up sort of with the tail end of last gen, or at least a baseline of current gen. I'm not I mean, expecting I think it's reachable. Like if you think about where the, where the steam deck is so right too. now, right. Right. if it was that just a little more juiced than a right. steam deck. Yep. I think it's yeah, cause the steam, the steam deck is about on par with a PS4 pro or a Xbox one X, which were the, updated versions of the last gen consoles right so i think nintendo could get something like that and i think definitely if they make it completely backwards compatible with all the switch stuff they would have a huge runaway hit on their hands because all the people that are diehard nintendo fans that just want higher fidelity they're gonna buy it all the other people will probably just stay with their current switch till eventually they get the newer one right it'll just be like a gradual transition I hope that's what they do. I hope they really don't do something like they did with the Wii U and make something that's just completely alienating to everybody. <laughs> but you like you, who can predict what Nintendo's going to do there? They you nobody can't. knows. You can't. Nobody and, knows. and it's but, either going to be it's either going to be completely awesome or we're all going to throw up our hands and go, "What, what the, the fuck, fuck did you?" This? Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be telling because this is the the next system that's coming up is going to be the first one with the new guy at the helm, Furukawa, because mm. uh, Iwata his last thing was the Switch, I believe. At least he had the concept of it before he passed. Yeah, now, I think that yeah. was a killer deal, and 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 even the the Steam Deck probably wouldn't exist had the Nintendo Switch not come out. The Steam Deck was an answer to the Switch, and it's gaining huge traction, especially with PC gamers that have a huge Steam backlog. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, they already so, got the library up. Uh, right. Deck. Yeah. I, I really agree. think that Nintendo would, and and only because it'll give them visual parity. Even if they get up to that PS4 Pro slash One X level of graphic fidelity, that'll at least get them to the baseline for a lot of these next gen games, so that the third party ports are more on parity with each other. Because I know right now some of the Switch ports are actually like streaming ports and not legit running on hardware ports. Yeah, cloud based. <laughs> But, yeah, and I'm sorry, like, cloud-based is... I mean, that's like watching a movie you love on Netflix, right? It's yeah, like, yeah, it's not, not going to be a great experience, especially the choppiness of the, the gameplay and the right. uttering. Brett Daryl Hammond's Bill Clinton once said, man, that's like missionary sex with someone you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but Optimus, uh, there is one thing I got to bring up. Uh, you all know about the Microsoft Nintendo deal with Call of Duty, the 10 year yeah. deal. And I think so, and that's why Nintendo's this is, I don't know if that's a leak or if that's a hint that maybe Nintendo's next machine would be to that level. It's of, hard to know, right? Right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is this a precursor? Or right. Are they really going to try to see, <laughs> like, God, fucking Sony? Jesus, they are like fighting this thing like crazy when all it was really is going to do is improve, I think, things for everybody. Like, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. I, I just, think it when baffles I, me, you know? Like, I don't, I don't understand their. I don't understand their beef with this because. They've got such a strong stable right. of exclusives anyway. Yeah, that's what I mean. I they don't have to anything to do with that particular audience. Like, I just, I don't get the whole, like, sky is falling attitude about that merger. Like, I really don't. I mean, I, you know, say what you will about Blizzard. Like, I don't even think necessarily that the stuff that they're putting out on a regular basis is quite even what it used to be. It's not, but it's still it's still really good quality. Like Overwatch 2 at launch was messy, but 
solid, solid yeah. shooter. Right okay. now, the current season, Diablo 3 is awesome. Diablo 4 looks fucking legit. Like, I'm so excited for that game. Okay. Um, as somebody that loves those kind of co-op action RPG looter games. Dungeon um, Crawler. Yeah, it looks amazing. I mean, I have no idea if they're ever going to do another StarCraft. But, um, you know, yeah, I'm I think shocked there is no StarCraft down the road. They're probably sitting on it right now. They're they're not a company that like reveals stuff. I mean, they can count to three, unlike Valve, but but they uh, generally they'll reveal it when it's ready to be shown. So we'll see. I think. I mean, we got Diablo four, so probably the next project is StarCraft. I'm sure. Yeah. Not not Um, World of StarCraft. StarCraft. But I think overall. You know, I think overall Microsoft acquiring Activision Blizzard is not bad for the industry. In fact, it's because of the Nintendo deal, because they're going to keep Call of Duty cross-platform. I think it's a win for everybody, really. Um, Especially if you're an Xbox gamer and you have Game Pass, it's going to be a huge win. But, um, you know, yeah, Sony, I don't know. Sony, it's just funny because Sony will buy up all these games and make them exclusive. But the minute somebody else tries to do the same thing, they're like, oh, you can't do that. Right. You, you can't do that. Right. Yeah. It's, so. it's, it's odd. Yeah, I don't really understand it. And I just, you know, at the end of the day, I don't I, I, I kind of like do monopolistic I, behavior. Yeah, I, I kind of do because Sony's been like that since the early PlayStation days. They they were kind of snagging up exclusives like Final Fantasy and Square titles, and yeah, I mean they know. But the, the thing is, their of- their their ability to do that in that time, yeah, had a lot more to do with their successful anticipation of the medium shifting. Yeah, because they were like CD-ROM yep. is by far the better exactly. medium for games well, like the one cost. Square does because of cost, like. Nintendo were the only ones that were clamoring for keeping the cartridge format because Due to that allows them the lockdown on publishing. Yep. So I don't know, like different time, different sort of era, but just I don't know. Like I, I ultimately like I I have very little sympathy for the sort of like monopolistic behavior that's going around and i think particularly with sony's you know fight over this it just it's very strange and i don't i don't know it's just it's a it's a weird ass thing to see sort of take shape in public and then even with that press release announcing call of duty games on they've been that's the thing like you know do i like the idea of Microsoft owning Activision Blizzard as a Xbox gamer, yes. As a consumer, it's kind of weird, but I guess I'll allow it. But the thing is that's nice is that they've been pretty fairly open with this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna offer Call of Duty to everything. We even signed a deal with Nintendo. They've been pretty like open with how they're gonna do things. And then Sony's just been like, uh no, you can't do that. You're gonna make shitty versions of Call of Duty on purpose. Oh yeah, that's they, they that, literally that, said that. Uh, I was like, wow. Yeah. When they I said was like, that. Wow. <laughs> wow. I was like, yeah, I, I thought that was really that was like slightly deranged like fifth grader level shit. Yeah. I was like, you're gonna break it on yeah, purpose. And like, not only wow. that, they do it themselves because uh I heard the Windows version of Spider-Man. Is not as good as the PlayStation. Most of Sony's PC ports are not good at launch, like most of them. So, honestly, like the the main reason I don't, I walked away from the PC MR was I am tired of fucking having to update drivers and shit crashing and shit not working especially especially now with how busy i am i want to turn on you just want to sit down and play i want to play it i don't want it to crash i want to be able to play with my friends i don't want there to be disconnects i don't you know what i mean like all the stuff that pc gaming does fuck that i'm sorry (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i've never had i've never had the patience for that kind of stuff either i don't anymore that's for sure (laughs) yeah no no, that's like if you have the time for it and you actually are, I don't know. I think you have definitely have to be 
you have to have that kind of time to just be like a tinkerer. And for some people, that's really the thing. But yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully there will be a resolution. I mean, time is going to be the resolution. There's going to have to be some sort of decision. But hopefully it's a, you know, hopefully it's a decent one where all parties will win. But I doubt it. I doubt it. We know Sony. Yeah. But, well, um, why don't we uh, close up with the final big question? And uh, today's big question, of course, uh, we were talking about the 2001 to 2005 era. So we all love that era that had some good games. And uh, like we said, uh, it's around the GameCube era. So in that era... We also had some serious access to games. Well, no, it can be whatever you yeah, own. at the time, from 2001 oh to 2005. God. What would you keep that you don't have anymore? <laughs> oh. Optimus, why don't you start if you are right. ready? Uh, OG Xbox Capcom versus SNK2. Yes. Boom. Yes. Yes. Boom. Yes. I miss that game so much. Fuck. God. God damn it. I can't yeah. believe that that game is like lost to the ages. If you don't have a PS2 or an OG Xbox or a Dreamcast 2, there's no way to play that game. Nope. Right? Yeah. yeah. Or I think you can play it on the 360 with the Xbox disc, but it's that game is hard to find. God, I, I yeah. hate to see how much it costs. I haven't seen a copy of that in the wild in a long time. I saw time. one and I didn't grab it, and now I'm kicking myself for not getting it. Jeez. Yeah. 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 That would be my number one game from that era that I wish I still had a way to play because it was that yeah. good, and I didn't realize it at the time. We all moved on to other games. I think we all thought we were going to see a Capcom versus SNK3, and then we never did. Nope. nope. Um, I don't know if we yeah. ever will. Other other games I would love. I mean, a lot of the other uh, Mech Assault 1, I love the shit of that game on the original Xbox. That was a lot of fun. Did, didn't um, they have that game on uh, PC? Mech I Assault? think so, but you know, on Xbox, it ran all the time and never crashed. Uh, uh, wasn't there something unique to like the console one, though? I, feel I mean, like it was, was. More, definitely more. Came, Mech Warrior was yeah, completely different. Yeah, I was thinking about Mech Warrior. Yeah, that <laughs> Sorry, was more simulation. Mech Assault was definitely more arcade style. Okay. My bad. Yeah. Um, what else from that era? I mean, we have Prime Remastered now. <laughs> Dude, Fantasy mm-hmm. Star Online, the Xbox port. If I could go back and play that again with the proper online servers. That would be yeah. nice. That was another gem from that era. A gem that stole many hours of my sleep. Many, Did, many, many hours. Didn't that have sleep. episode one and two? Or, yeah. 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 That I owned that nice. game three times, dude. I had it on the Dreamcast. <laughs> I had the GameCube one and then the Xbox one. And the Xbox one won out because of the voice chat, which was really cool. And Jesus Christ, dude, staying up all night with Mitch and my brother was Your insane. brother's the reason why I owned that game like several <laughs> times alone. <laughs> and are we going to play his PSO? Come on, dude. Yeah. I know I know you got an Xbox. Why don't you go get it? <laughs> yeah, he's on Xbox. If you get Xbox, he's on. We've been playing Anvil, and he's he's excited about Valheim coming to Xbox because he nice. played that on PC. Yeah, I miss him, dude. I, I hope he's doing good. Yeah, he's doing yeah. all right. Yeah. yeah, Optimus's brother, man. Great guy. But uh, yeah. Um, God, two <laughs> more. I would love to go back and play Guilty Gear XX Reload. I loved that game as far as fighting games go. It's another classic from the. Oh, and uh, I was thinking about this the other day. These are all, it's kind of funny. These are all on OG Xbox. Uh, Chronicles of Riddick. That game was was graphically just mind blowing when it dropped. I mean, that and Doom 3 on the original Xbox were like things you wouldn't expect that hardware to be able to do, but they pulled it off. Yeah, all the yeah, mapping, it right? was on another level that 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 hardware was, and only the original Xbox had the capability to do that at the time. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty cool. Nice. All right, what nice. about you guys, James? What What about you? Oh boy! So <sighs> this took some digging, some poking around, some thinking about it. Um. <sighs> 
I miss F Zero G. Oh GX. God, I would guess. <laughs> Why is it that not re released on the Switch? It's insane. And it's, and it's and it's particularly acute after playing Metroid Prime Remastered and seeing how good that game looks. Like, and the thing is, F Zero GX still holds Dude. up. Shockingly yes. well. I mean, we're talking about a game that screamed along solid at a rock 60, solid 60 dude, with amazing texture it was work, great fast. music. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so if you took that and just applied a higher Skip resolution a and some nicer texture, filter, I'm I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. No, it would it would be fantastic. And I I miss that game dearly. I never got um, to play that another game. Another one from that era. I never got what? to play that game. Holy oh. shit, Eddie. That's why Nintendo needs to bring it out. I'm, I'm a heathen, dude. Are you dude. serious right now? I'm a watch heathen. I'm getting on the next fight to Japan just uh, yeah, to beat please, your ass. Please. Please. Uh, <laughs> reform my life with your fists. I, I need it. <laughs> please continue. <laughs> another one that I miss really badly from that era. And it's kind of a convoluted thing because I know technically that Soul Calibur HD exists, but I really, really miss the quest mode in Soul Calibur. Yeah, the one in in whatever the newest one was six, not quite as fun. Yeah, no, tried. Like they really nailed down that formula for like giving what were ostensibly, you know, relatively shallow arcade titles so much more legs at home. And I miss that sort of mold that Namco was cranking those games out in for quite a long time in that era. Of course, you know, it's less likely now in the Bamco Super DLC era. What 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 um, version of Soul Calibur 2? So, oh, that's tough. For you know, me, it's Xbox. Spawn all the way. Yeah. See, I, I first owned the PS2 one, but I didn't... Part- I, and I played Heihachi, and I actually like Heihachi in Tekken. But playing was, him in Soul Calibur 2 just weird. felt really yeah. weird. The Link only guy without cool a weapon. GameCube. <laughs> I, I had the GameCube version also, but I, I really fell in love with Spawn on the Xbox version. Yeah, uh, uh, well, that that's he was a lot like Astaroth, right? Yeah. See, I Link felt like a really sort of natural, right? Like him as a character fit really, Not to really mention well. That the GameCube and the Xbox version of Soul Calibur just looked a lot cleaner than the PS2 version. They, yeah. The texture work was nicer. The music had more beef mm-hmm. to it. Yep. Yeah. No, those were definitely the the better versions of that game. And weirdly, this is this is a bit of a rando throw in, but a game that I've been missing that I owned at that time. I owned the GunCon 2 compatible Virtual Cop Rebirth yeah. on PS2. Weird. I don't think I ever owned that. <laughs> and it was a really really nice gussied up version of Virtua Cop 1 and 2, which are both, you know, some of the best light gun right. games I the sh- that ever came out. On my Saturn. I, I never knew that existed. Yeah. I mean, I played the Saturn version, but never knew that it came out for yeah. PS2. That's that's cool. Yeah, wow. yep. the gun cons. Virtua Cop 1 and 2 worked with the gun con 2. Um, so, like, you know, it was definitely even far more precise than the stunners on the Saturn, but even though those were really good, solid versions of those games on the Saturn, but VC Rebirth on PS2. Yeah, I remember seeing it. I just never grabbed it. Yeah. So, yeah, a little list. I don't think I'd quite get up. Well, there was another PlayStation 1 game I owned in the era that was a, it was a remixed... Well, it was it was a remix plus an original version of Xanic. Oh yeah, called Xanic X Xanic by Compile, and I think that was one of the very last like PlayStation One games that came out like in two thousand one. So it's definitely on that later edge of titles, but also a fantastic game. Really, really good, tasty Compile music, which you know they always had for games. Wait, like didn't Xanic uh, recently um, come out on Arcade Archives or? Am I the OG one? Maybe. 
Yeah. Oh, you're thinking of Zex. It's, it's it's those games that start with X or Z <laughs> that confuse me. Zevious. Sorry, I'll get my shooters right next time. But yeah, I'd like to try that. I'd like to try that if I could. What about you, Uncle um, Well, as Optimus said, CVS 2, Jesus Christ, I want that game again so bad. I'm tempted to buy a Dreamcast. I mean, they're not too expensive about it. So maybe I I'll don't do know it. what would be the cheapest option to get that, but yeah, it's it seems like it's hard to find no matter what. Yeah. Where you are at, I think you could probably get like a slim or a fat PS2 and a copy yeah, of I that. I mean, I already have pretty easily. Yeah, I have a PS3 that's backwards compatible so yeah if i get it well, there you go you just gotta find the disc well, there you go yeah. um but yep. another game i really miss is out outrun 2 oh yeah well see i have that on my 360 i have the outrun arcade i i had the physical yeah. but not the download so it's lost in the sands for me i sold it um and i don't know how i'm gonna get it back yeah but I really am jonesing for that game. Uh, either yeah, that or the sequel. Yeah, Coast to Coast. I've never played Coast yep. to Coast. So. What? Oh, man. Well, the one on 360 is both. Oh, it's okay. kind of a mix of both, and yeah. it's super fun. So I would totally find a way to snag a copy of that. Um, what else is there? Jeez, of course, Ninja Five O. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had you know that the on GBA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, that's gone, too. And now it's worth like close to a thousand maybe i don't know last i checked well i told you i i went to the bookman's in phoenix a few weeks yeah. back for a thing i had to do and there was a copy sitting yeah. in the case and it was marked at 1200 are you serious <laughs> that's yeah, serious. insane yeah 1200 yeah. bucks I mean, it's a Are good game, me? but not twelve hundred bucks. Something good. that's worth twelve hundred dollars. <laughs> that's why I wouldn't have sold I think it. We all did. What is Panzer Dragoon Saga worth? Because I had a copy of that too. <laughs> I weirdly enough, I actually don't think that one. It's more expensive than it used to be, but I don't know that it's actually worth more than a copy. Into five hours, though. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I think that came out what two thousand three. I'm not 100% sure, but yeah. That's I bought Ninja 5.0 from Uncle Mitch like the day it came out. Same here, same here. And I thought I'd get it again, mm -hmm. and here I am, crying my eyes out. It's like, I bet you anything, the, the day I sold it, I probably caused the rift in the time continuum, and uh, things the changed, multiverse. man. Yeah, the multiverse happened. I regret that. Well, you sold it because, you know, you had a really good time the evening oh. before and you had to recuperate oh. some money. <laughs> Don't remind me. <laughs> we will leave it at that. But anyways, those are my mm -hmm. games and I'm sticking to it. Um, yeah. But Optimus, thank you so much for joining us on this fine, yeah. fine episode. We we got got to get you back again sometime soon. Um, anytime, gentlemen. Anytime. Uh before we close, uh, any any uh, shout outs you want to give or any uh, things you want to plug? No, just come check out Ruminations Radio Network. We got plenty of other shows. You can check out my show, Retro Futures Culture. Um, if you're interested in more gaming podcasts, you can also check out the adultgamer.com podcast. Um, other than that, thank you, gentlemen, for having me on. I'm always a fan, listen to every episode. Love you guys like a favorite towel. We're two yeah. favorite towels, yay. <laughs> Which one am I, am I? Am I the top portion or the bottom portion of your body? Oh, <laughs> Eddie, I think you're a silky uh, little washcloth. I, I, I think that's what you believe. So thank you so much for listening to Oh God, It Hurts. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>